Hey, I'm Craig Newmark, customer service rep and founder of Craigslist, and you're listening to the 10 Golden Rules of Internet Marketing Podcast. Welcome to Episode 30 of the 10 Golden Rules of Internet Marketing Podcast. Learn about the most amazing new product of 2008 as we sit down with Peter Shankman of Harrow. We correctly predicted the candidates for the 2008 U.S. presidential election using internet monitoring tools. We're going to revisit those tools with the election just over a week away. We have live blog reports and a very timely song of the week. So let's podcast. Welcome to the 10 Golden Rules of Internet Marketing Podcast, featuring the latest strategies and techniques to drive traffic to your website and convert that traffic into sales. Now here's the CEO of 10goldenrules.com, Jay Berkowitz. Well, good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Wherever and whenever this podcast finds you, thank you so much for joining us for episode 30. Wow, 30 shows. Sounds pretty amazing, huh? I've been on the ground for over a week now, and it's great to be home getting caught up on business and life in general. If you're a regular listener, thanks so much for your continued ear space. And if you're new to the show, welcome aboard. You can subscribe to this podcast at iTunes. Just search 10 Golden Rules in the iTunes Store. And did you know iTunes is a free software? You can download it at apple.com. And you don't need an iPod to listen to podcasts, and there's amazing free podcasts out there. We focus on internet marketing, how to get more visits to your website, and how to convert those visits into leads. And we welcome your participation in the show. Please call our digital answering machine any time of the day or night with questions or comments or tips. The number is 206-888-6606. We have some great calls today, and an awesome conversation with Peter Shankman. Peter's the founder of Harrow, or Help a Reporter Out Online, and it's an amazing way to get over 60 media opportunities emailed to you every single day. These are real PR leads from national publications, local publications. It's absolutely amazing. It's my call for the product of the year. And Peter is totally plugged in. So you've got to hear about what he's doing with Harrow, and what he uses as his online tools. I always like to share our upcoming speaking events, and it's amazing. There's something happening on November 13th. We actually have four speaking occasions on that day. I'll be in Las Vegas for Webmaster World's PubCon, and I'm organizing a dinner with Sean Collins from Affiliate Summit. So if you haven't been to one of our amazing dinners and you're going to be at the Webmaster World PubCon, you definitely want to give me a... a, a call or an email. All my contact information is at 10goldenrules.com. Our VP, Margie Schneider, will be covering a couple events in Florida. She'll be at the Florida Association of Women Law Women's Lawyers for lunch and the Advertising Federation of Miami on the evening of November 13th. And we have one private event, so there's something definitely going on on that day. The planets are aligned. And we've just confirmed an invitation to speak at Affiliate Summit West January 11th to 13th in Las Vegas and the E-Commerce Association of Michigan in March. We look forward to that one for sure. All event links are available on the homepage of 10goldenrules.com. So let's get started with some of our calls. Here's the first one from The Real Tim Jones. 
Hey, Jay, this is Tim Jones of therealtimjones.com. I'm just listening to the 10 Golden Rules podcast and heard you mention me and Blog World Expo and just wanted to say thank you for mentioning me on your podcast and I look forward to seeing you in Las Vegas in a couple weeks at Blog World Expo. Take care. Hey, thanks for joining the conversation, Tim. It was great to see you in Vegas. We had over 25 people together for dinner including Tim Ferriss, best-selling author of The 4-Hour Workweek, Jeff Livingston, author of Now is Gone, Rohith Bhagarva from the Influential Marketing blog and the book Personality Not Included, the amazing Shashi Belamkonda, and a number of really interesting new friends were all on hand, as was my handy Microtac M-Audio. So we ran some um, audio at that event, and we'll be playing it in the next couple weeks. Next up, Let's hear from the self-proclaimed world's most hated blogger. Hey, Jay, this is Casey Saren, a.k.a. the world's most hated blogger. Just wanted to give a quick uh, comment uh, to all the listeners. If you choose to use this segment, that don't be afraid to blog an experience that you're going through that might be negative, including things like foreclosure, maybe something else financially related, or maybe something with a relationship although I'd be careful with relationships. But going through financial difficulties like I have with my foreclosure story back in 2006, trying to be a real estate entrepreneur and making a lot of mistakes. And with my blog, IamFacingForeclosure.com, which is no longer mine because I did end up selling it a year later, which was last year, I realized that blogging a negative story that some people might be embarrassed about is very powerful because it shows your transparency and people do end up gravitating to that reality TV experience. And I was even featured in a whole bunch of media as a result of my IamFacingForeclosure.com blog. And as a result, I've been able to monetize the blog with advertising and eventually sold the blog last year for $50,000 because I needed to take a time out and pay down some debt. So this is not something I have been able to parlay into a business yet, but I am in the process of putting together a foreclosure guide for people who are going through foreclosure and help them out. And so my first internet marketing business is uh, in the process of being launched. It's taken me a long time. I, I took about a, a, a year off the internet because of this, again, some personal issues. Uh, the only downside to doing personal blogging about something that might be negative or something that's hard is even though you're being transparent and open, there's a lot of on the Internet who are going to kick you when you're down. And I saw the dark face of the Internet through my experience, and that's why they call me the world's most hated blogger. CNET wrote, wrote an article about it a year ago. Uh, and I have all these haters who don't like me for many reasons. Uh, one of them is I was very honest about some of the mortgages I was doing, which was fairly common doing these stated income loans where you're fudging some numbers and things like that. Um, but I was very open about it. And, um, and, and again, it's, it's been super transparent. And, the, again, the downside is a lot of people see that as bad and they think I'm a criminal and you know, that deserves to go to jail. And at the time, I didn't even realize what I was doing because I was kind of going with the flow, trying to buy all these houses. And now I have a Wikipedia entry about me, which is not the most positive entry. But, and unfortunately, this Internet reputation has also caused personal relationships to be strained, including my marriage, 
which is um, I went through a divorce earlier this year, so that was another reason I was paying offline. But anyway, this message is getting long, but I just wanted to encourage people to not be afraid to be very open even when they're down and blog about it because you never know what can come out of it. I mean, I got a lot of media through it. I haven't really been able to monetize or parlay it into a sustainable business yet. So be careful how open you are because I learned the hard way that if you're too open, uh, it, it can be a negative thing as well. Not all exposure is good exposure. Anyway, sorry for a long comment, but uh, there's a lot more I can share, uh, maybe some of the time. And I'm still learning from the experience. I do have a new blog at truecasey.com. Uh, truecasey.com is my new personal blog, and I'm in the process of putting together a foreclosure help ebook, which will be coming out soon. Thanks again. Your show is awesome. It's shown me the skills and the tools necessary to parlay my experience into an online business. Thank you again. Bye. Hey, Casey, thanks for sharing. Sounds like you've definitely been through a lot. You're learning the hard way, and I hope you succeed on a new, more ethical path. The no money down mortgages have been a big contributor to the financial mess we're in throughout the world. I wonder if the people who took advantage of these mortgages can be blamed. And, and clearly, you know, Casey was getting in deep, buying three, four, five houses with no money down, falsifying um, income records. So, you know, there, there's no excuse for that. Um, Casey, I'm sure you knew what you were doing was not ethical, if not illegal. But the greedy banks and developers and our elected officials all let this nonsense go on. I mean, think about it. If you if you don't, you know, our mother, our parents told us you have to put 20% down on a mortgage. And everything our parents taught us taught us that for a good reason. I could never understand why good common sense went out the window. So the song of the week is particularly applicable at this time. And normally we play that at the end of the show. But let's shake things up a little, little bit. Uh, here's Jeff Smith with Bohemian Financial Rhapsody. Is this the price is this just fantasy financial landslide no escape from reality open your eyes look up at your buys and see i'm now a poor boy high yielding casualty cause i bought it high watched it blow Rating high, value low Anyway the fan goes Doesn't really matter to me To me Mama Just killed my fund Quoted CDOs instead Pulled the trigger, now it's dead Mama just begun These CDOs have blown it all away Mama, I still want to buy Sometimes wish I'd never left Goldman at all Silhouette of a fan Burn a key, burn a key Can you save the whole market? One of those immune is very, very frightening me 
Super Senior, Super Senior, Super Senior, Super Senior, Super Senior, Super Senior, CDO. I'm on a subprime CDO fantasy. It's on a subprime CDO fantasy. Easy come, easy go, will you let me go? Hello, Mamma Mia, Mamma Mia, This is Jeff from the flyingpig.info. Just wanted to leave a note that I had the opportunity to be the discoverer of the marketing rope site on StumbleUpon. I really am looking forward to watching the site develop. I also have a topic I'd like to hear your comments on. I recently was discussing Facebook with my brother during a family dinner. I have a Facebook site for participation in an internet marketing group, while my brother has a Facebook site, I think mainly for playing a popular card game. I added my brother as a friend, and a day or so I logged in and he had accepted my friend request. I logged back in a day or so later and found that I had friend requests from his high school-aged daughters, my nieces, and a friend request from my older brother's daughter, who obviously was in the friend network of his other nieces. Now, all my friends, all these friends are on my Internet Marketing Purpose site. So my topic for your comment is necessity for having multiple online personalities. I have Internet Marketing interest. I'm also a sports car fanatic, mostly preferring classic LBCs and LICs. And other interests that just don't mix well all on one social site or microblogging account or even in one bookmarking structure. I have recently heard comments from one of your podcasting associates that this was an issue with her as well, having to be concerned with Twittering as she wanted to about personal items and feeling like she had to filter her tweets with the knowledge that business associates also were in her Twitter audience. Jay, do you have multiple online personalities? Keep the great podcast coming. Thanks a lot, Jeff. Hey, Jeff. Great to hear from you. Marketing Ropes is our 10 Golden Rules intern, Lucas Kufadontis' new site. We'll hear from Lucas next week as we do our next coaching session with the 10 Golden Rules intern. 
Uh, Jeff, like, like you, I struggle with the work-personal balance on the social media sites. I use Twitter as primarily as a news network, so I'm primarily watching many of the top players in internet marketing as they share mini blog posts. And I do my tweets about news I discover, or I'll send a link out when we get a new podcast live. I treat the social media site LinkedIn as my business network. I use that for business connections, and I've found a lot of value answering and asking questions. Uh, particularly, we asked a question, what are the 10 hottest trends in internet marketing? And I built a whole presentation around the submissions we got from some very valuable friends um, on this podcast and on LinkedIn. I've found a lot of value um, in, in sort of those Q&As. Facebook's a lot more fun uh, for me, and I treat it just like, you know, almost a throwaway uh, but but it's been really neat to connect with some old friends and particularly people I worked with uh, five and ten years ago who've connected with me over the last few years. But clearly I think you have to be very, very careful what you post. You must be aware that the internet never forgets. So posting those drunken pictures from a college party might seem fun today, but they may come up in a search by an HR director at a Fortune 500 when you're applying for a big job down the road. So be very, very careful with the work-life balance and what you post on these social networks. Next up, I want to talk about a great sponsor we have for the show, and it's a product I absolutely believe in. It's called GoToMeeting. I use it 10 to 12 times a week to host a meeting at my desk, and I can show my clients or the people I'm meeting with my computer screen. Everyone calls into a free conference call line, and we have a live meeting, and it's almost as good as being there as the people on the call and the people on the GoToMeeting system can see my computer screen. And if they want to show me something, I can flip the computer screen control over to them and we can have a look at their computer screen. We can look live at websites. It's a really, really powerful tool. Anyways, enough about me. Um, let's hear what a caller had to say. Hi, Jay. This is Colette Marshall from WorldWideBrands.com. I noticed that you use GoToMeeting a lot and I thought I'd take a moment to share our story. We use GoToMeeting extensively for our day-to-day -day operations. Our Director of Technology is based in Texas, and our CFO is in Tampa. Even our President and I, we travel quite a lot. So GoToMeeting allows us to stay connected visually. We use it for daily conferences, to discuss website changes, product tours, business development meetings, and the list goes on. We're constantly using it throughout the day. Even our customer service uses it when they're trying to help a customer understand a feature in our product. We also use GoToWebinar extensively to host webinars where we invite experts like yourself on a variety of topics and share those recordings with our viewers and customers, including the recent webinar we just completed with you, Jay. The best part is it's simple to use and easy to set up. It's a great tool for any business, small or large. Thanks, Colette. If you'd like to hear and see the webinar called The Top 10 Ways to Promote Your Website, Yourself, and Your eBay Store, Colleen was kind enough to make it available to us, and you can see how GoToMeeting and GoToWebinar works. You'll be able to see my slides, hear the audio, hear my interaction with Colleen, because we were on a conference call. She was in Orlando. I was in Boca Raton. Uh, let me tell you a little bit about Col uh, Colette and Worldwide Brands. It's a really neat company. They have tens of thousands of products that they recommend, and they've checked out all these products. And the, the, the really cool thing is you can sell these products on your website, and the companies do drop shipping. So that means that you basically send the company an order. 
they send the product out. You don't have to store inventory. Um, drop shipping is great for eBay and great for an e-commerce website. So check out WorldWideBrands.com if you're into selling other people's products and generating lots of revenue. And if you'd like to try GoToMeeting, you can try it free for 45 days. There's a link in the show notes, and there's a free passcode, which is um, golden. Okay, next up, I want to play you a clip from our podcast episode number four. We recorded this on August 5th, 2007, and we used a method of internet monitoring that we use at 10 Golden Rules to evaluate websites. And we use this to evaluate the candidates for the party nominations in the presidential primaries. Over a year in advance, we picked the winner of the primaries. So listen to this, and then I'll come, da- come back and update a bunch of the statistics. Is the what's hot section. And um, today we're going to talk about uh, the U.S. presidential election 2008. And uh, we're going to designate the best internet website performance by a 2008 U.S. presidential election candidate. So the buzz has really started early. I mean, this election, it's still a year and a half away. And the buzz is all over the internet. Uh, the, the hot news this week was coming from the online debate. And CNN used questions from real people on YouTube. And the videos were played at the CNN debate. And each of the six, of uh, the three Democratic candidates were asked to comment on those questions. The format was excellent. It was well received. And the questions were extremely honest. They were the type of real person questions, including one coming from a snowman who asked about global warming. And it was the kind of thing that you just couldn't get from a journalist or from a typical debate format. Now, the other big buzz has also been on YouTube, and it's a video featuring a scantily clad fan of Barack Obama. And here's a sample of the song that has almost 3 million views on YouTube. I look forward to continuing our conversation in the weeks and months to come. Hey, B, it's me. If you're there, pick up. I was just watching you on C-SPAN. <sighs> anyway, call me back. You seem to float onto the floor. Democratic Convention 2004. I never wanted anybody more than I want you. So I put down my carry sign. Knew I had to make you mine. So that song definitely is a catchy beat and, and it's a catchy video and certainly the scantily clad actress is uh, one of the reasons why there's been over 3 million, um, almost 3 million plays or views on YouTube so far. Um, there's also a takeoff that's already been created with the Obama girls against the Giuliani girls, and that one's uh, rushing up the YouTube play- playlist as well. Now, the interesting thing is, like previous YouTube hits, 
such as Lonely Girl 15 and Ask a Ninja. This video was produced by a couple of amateur videographers and a professional singer, and they actually hired the Obama girl as an actress. So, we, what we've done is we've created the 10 Golden Rules Internet Performance Rating. And this is off of um, a format we've been using for a long time, where we offer a free website analysis. We look at a number of criteria of how a website performs and how it does versus a number of competitors. So we took a look at the top six fundraisers for the 2008 election campaign, and we applied the 10 Golden Rules Internet Performance Rating Criteria. Here's how it works. We look at 13 different items and score each item on a scale of 1 to 10. Each candidate could score a maximum of 130 points, and their final tally was divided by 13 to determine the, an Internet Performance Rating on a scale of 1 to 10. So the top six candidates we examined were Democrats Hillary Clinton, Barack Obama, and John Edwards, and Republicans Mitt Romney, John McCain, and Rudy Giuliani. So let me try and simplify a fairly complex exercise. Dot com. And we looked at how many, because all of us are engaged in um, four points each to Obama and John Edwards. And so here it is. I, I'm going to try and see if we can get a drum roll. The big winner of the first ever 10 Golden Rules Internet Marketing Performance Criteria is Barack Obama with a total score of 77 divided by 13, a 5.92 rating, so almost a 6 out of 10. So there's a long way to go. As the election gets closer, I'm sure the scores will get a lot higher. The um, number two position, another drum roll. John, Ed John Edwards with a 5.85. Number three, Hillary Clinton with a 5.54. So all of the Democratic candidates are in positions one, two, and three. Barack Obama, John Edwards, and Hillary Clinton. And the top performer in the um, on the Republican side of things... In position number four, John McCain with a 4.62, Mitt Romney with a 4.54, and pulling up the rear with a 3.2, Rudy Giuliani. So that was a recording um, from way back in August of 07, and we used our internet marketing performance rating to evaluate how important these candidates were, how important their websites were, and how much attention they were getting on the internet. We updated the scores, so let's have a quick look with the election just over a week away at how the two final candidates are performing. So um, Barack Obama's website has 6,541 results on, the, uh, on a tool called SEO Digger. And SEO Digger shows you which phrases come up on the first two pages of Google. Um, so Obama scored 10 points for that metric. McCain had 4,815 results. Uh, scored nine points. We looked at um, Alexa ranking. Alexa ranks every website across the internet for the number of visitors to the site and the number of page views on the site when they get there. Amazingly, the Obama site is the number 794th ranked site in the world. Number one is Yahoo, number two is Google, number three is YouTube. Obama's site is number 794 in the top 800 most highly trafficked websites right now across the internet. The McCain site is at number 2,793, so they're in the, inside the top 3,000 sites. So obviously both websites 
getting a ton of traffic right now. The Google page ranking for both sites is an 8 out of 10. Google ranks every site on the importance of the website for links from other sites to those sites. We looked at the words on the homepage and the meta tags. So we're looking at how well optimized these websites are for the natural search engines. And according to our measure, both sites fail miserably. They have no words on the homepage because both are using a splash intro, which blocks the search engines from getting onto the homepage and makes it hard for them to get inside the site. Now, clearly the sites are both getting indexed, but we really um, score a flash intro very, very poorly for search. Both meta tags were also very poor. We looked at the title, keywords, and description meta tags, and both of them were relatively poor without a lot of keywords that would get um, attention to the website. We also looked at the number of emails. I signed up for all six major political campaigns way back in the spring of 07. This is incredible. I've received 8, uh, sorry, 876 emails from the six candidates since that time. Wow, what a lot of spam, 876 emails. And by far and away, the majority of those emails are asking for a donation. There, there hasn't been a ton of creativity. Um, the Obama campaign sent me 213 emails, and McCain sent 168 emails. Um, one, of, one of the neat things that Obama's campaign tried to do was they sent an email, and they said, if you sign up on with your text message, if you sign up with your cell phone, we will text you the VP candidate when it's announced, you'll be the first to know. And in my opinion, they, this was a really great strategic initiative to say, hey, you, you're an insider um, because you signed up with us on Twitter and because you signed up with us on email. We're going to let you get the exclusive on the VP pick and we're going to text it to you right when we make the announcement. But I believe they made the announcement at 3 a.m. in the morning. The news leaked out on Friday, the Friday night before that they were going to be announcing it at 3 a.m. So really, everyone had equal opportunity to find out just by checking a news source. And when they woke up in the morning, because it was the lead news item, uh, I was a little bit let down by my supposed campaign, um, which has had now had over 10 million views on YouTube, and a Will I Am video called Yes We Can with a bunch of stars appearing on behalf of the Obama campaign. Um, Obama has dominated with um, viral and video and buzz. We scored that one a 9 out of 10. McCain got a 3 out of 10. We looked at how many MySpace friends, and um, Obama's up to 790,000 MySpace friends scored a 9 out of 10. And Twitter followers. Um, Barack Obama is the number one Twitter-followed person in the world with 108,150 friends on Twitter or followers. Um, McCain only has 4,396 and scored an 8. So let's get to the prediction. Um, if the internet metrics, which so correctly predicted the final candidates, work, we are going to correctly predict the winner of the election next Tuesday. Drum roll, please. With 7.92 out of 10, we predict Barack Obama will win the election outscoring um, John McCain, who has a 7.15 out of 10. So almost an 8 out of 10 now as the election draws near. Okay, next we go live from the blog. 
Each week, the team at 10 Golden Rules shares the best things we're discovering from the world of online marketing on our 10 Golden Rules blog. So let's, let's find out what the team's up to this week. Hi, this is Mark. Today, I'm talking about online advertising holding strong through the economic meltdown. Despite dwindling re revenues across the board, online ad sales have shown double-digit growth for the first half of 2008 compared to the first half of 2007. This supports the prediction Jeff Ramsey from eMarketer made on one of our recent podcasts. The reason? Online advertising is both effective and measurable. Marketers are taking focus off of traditional advertising methods and spending more online. Because of its measurability, online advertising gives businesses the ability to easily verify that their ad spending is creating revenues. Hi everyone, um, my name is Grace Dale and I actually joined 10 Golden Rule this week. Uh, I will be talking usually about my favorite subject, obviously is internet marketing, that's why I joined 10 Golden Rules and this week while I was driving I kept thinking why Google and other search engines emphasize content. In a snapshot all internet marketers know the importance of content titles including keywords meta descriptions and meta keywords again although we know that keywords is not that important right now body content etc okay we know all these basics but the reason why search engine reward websites for content is because at the end of the day everything comes down to business right and search engines need to make money if they do not have all of us creating content on the web, where will they place advertisement? They need us to give, to give them content to be profitable and keep their business growing. So this is my take on food for thought about why search engines reward content. Hi, this is Susan. This is my first election that I'm voting in Florida, and, not, and after not receiving my voter's registration card, I ended up calling the supervisor of elections and was happy to hear that I was in the system and registered to vote. The person I spoke with even told me my voting location. Google Maps launched a U.S. voter info site to help people who are not sure where their voting location is based on where they live. The site was developed in order to increase voter participation and helped by many state and local election officials, the League of Women Voters, Pew Char Charitable Trusts, and the Voting Information Project. I checked if the voting location the person had told me on the phone was indeed correct, and it was, offering me directions, information to vote by mail, and on election day. So if you're registered to vote, find out exactly where you have to go and how to get there. Go to google.com slash 2008 election and click on find voting information to see the map. Hi everybody, this is Michael, and I just returned from the scary SEO convention and learned a ton. So definitely keep reading the 10 Golden Rules blog for many new and exciting tips on search engine optimization. Today I wanted to let you all know about a new tool that SEO Moz created called Linkscape. This free tool allows you to view reports, including in-links to the URL, anchor text distribution, and domain and overall link metrics. Just visit www.seomoz.org and click on Linkscape. Talk to you soon. Hi, 
Hi, this is Margie. Today I'm going to talk about owning as much of the search engine real estate as you can. Recently a client asked me why we are recommending a blog, a Wikipedia page, a Google Knoll, and even a YouTube channel with videos for them. They couldn't understand what one had to do with the other. While we find it essential to control as much of the search engine results page for a client for messaging reasons, we also like the fact that it allows an opportunity to own as much of the real estate on a search engine result page as possible. Since most search engines only allow up to two links from a single domain, you must create an optimized presence in a variety of domains in order to show up more. With strategic website choices, like those I mentioned above, and appropriate tagging and optimization, a client can achieve many slots in a search engine result page, even for very competitive phrases. If done well, a client can potentially own all 10 first page results. Hi, this is Michaela. Blogger outreach can be a useful way to build links for a website, especially if you have a physical product to offer. Many product review blogs will post an entire entry about your product, including a link to your website if you send them a free sample. However, you must be familiar with the blog and the blogger before reaching out or requesting a product review. Take into consideration the blogger's age, sex, and interest before contacting them. Scroll through the blog's last few posts and read the about and contact pages thoroughly. Customize your message to them and show them that you will have read their blog. And if the blogger specifically says they do not want to be contacted for PR or marketing purposes or that they do not give product reviews, respect their wishes. Hola, ¿cómo están? Hi everyone, this is Guillermo. And today we're going to talk about a cool Google application. It's a free tool, which is Web History. And when you create a Google account, such as Gmail, Google Checkout, or Analytics, you have the opportunity to enable this tool. Do you remember that website you tried to find out, and now you remember the, the URL? Well, with web history, you can do the following things. Number one, you can view and search across the text of the pages you have visited. Number two, you can get results most relevant to you. Web history helps deliver more personalized search results based on the things you have searched for. And number three, follow interesting trend in your web activity. Which sites do you visit frequently? How many searches do you do between 10 a.m. and 2 p.m.? Your web history is stored in Google servers, which means that you can view and manage it from any computer. So give it a try. Open an account on Google, on Google and try your web history. Next up is our conversation with Peter Shankman. I've known Peter for about seven years. We actually hired him for a project when I used to work at ediets.com before the 10 Golden Rules days. He's a PR superstar based in New York, and he's developed an amazing, powerful free product called Harrow. This is absolutely a must-listen, so let's roll audio. I'm here today with Peter Shankman, and Peter has an incredible product that wins my personal award this year. Or why didn't I think of that? <laughs> and I'm sure you've heard that a bunch of times. Uh, just a few, yeah, a couple. And it's uh, an amazing website called Help a Reporter Out Online. It's becoming known as Harrow, and we're going to talk a lot more about what it is and how it works and why you should be on the list and how you should use it. First, a little bit about his background. Peter had an incredible brand. Uh, this is going back about six or seven years and was very well known and very well regarded 
as a PR expert in New York City. And his brand has just absolutely exploded, and we've stayed in touch. And I think he was one of the first people I connected with on Twitter. And we're on a popular listserv together. And he's the kind of guy who everybody knows, and he's out there, and he's very, very highly regarded. But why don't you tell us a little bit about your background and how you got to where we are today? I started my career, I was one of the first editors in America Online. And I did that for a couple of years and learned that you didn't really have to know what you were doing as long as you could just keep doing it and having a good time and making making stuff happen. You know, you didn't have to know everything about everything. You never would. And so once you accept that, you can realize you can have a lot more fun, just have a good time with it, and, and hopefully some good things will come out of it. And so that's sort of how I started my career, doing that at AOL for a couple of years. I had a blast. I left AOL, uh, moved back to New York, was consulting for a couple of different companies. It was around the summer of 98, I think. The movie Titanic was coming out on video. Everywhere you looked, you saw signs, you know, buy Titanic on video, buy Titanic on video. And I figured I needed, I had no money. I, I, I wanted to start my agency. I had no money. It was the summer of 98. The movie was coming out. I took my rent money, and I had 500 T-shirts printed up, and the T-shirts read very simply, it sank, get over it. <laughs> figured if I could sell 180 in Times Square, break even, you know, make my money back, to take my rent money back, I'd be okay. Long story short, I sold 506 hours, made five grand, called the reporter I knew at USA Today, said, hey, I just did something really funny, I thought you'd get a kick out of it. And she said, oh my God, it's hysterical, you, you sell, so what now, you selling the shirts online? And I went, uh, of course yeah. I am. Built the worst website known to man. Uh, long story short, ran on the front page of the life section of USA Today, Two months and 10,000 shirts sold later, Awesome! I cleared more than enough to start my first company. A little crazy, but you know, I worked. Congratulations. Thank you. So that was sort of one of those random ideas. Necessity is the mother of... It always is. It really always is. As one of those random ideas, I said, okay, hey, why not? You know, and it worked. So I started an agency, a PR firm, built it to, God, um, I think we had a height about 18, 20 employees, something like that, and had a whole bunch of uh, really fun clients, you know, random, random off-the-cuff clients. And a larger agency came by in 2001 and said, hey, you've done some really great stuff here. We, we want to acquire you. And I said, okay, why not? So I, I well, you know, took the sale. And uh, the goal was to take a year off and do nothing. Figured I'd just chill out. I'd relax. I'd you know, just hang out. That lasted about three weeks. I got bored. <laughs> Started again. It often happens. Yeah, yeah. I had no choice. Started again. Next agency, I was back to consulting for PR. In the middle of all that, I'd spent a whole bunch of time doing a lot of traveling, business traveling constantly. In the middle of all this, it occurred to me that I was always on the road, sitting next to, on a plane, the person who I didn't really want to sit next to, uh, the 400-pound person or the person who smelled or whatever. And it occurred to me that we had control over everything else we did on the airplane except who we sat next to. So I built a social network right as it was starting called Air Introductions. And the concept was very simple. It was a... Uh, social network to let you choose your seatmate before you get on the plane. And my logic was that, you know, we could be for business and everyone would have a great time. You could do some business together. If you were sitting next to someone going to a convention, why wouldn't you? Well, it turned out that uh, people immediately said, hey, you can probably sit next to a cutie. And next thing I knew, Air Introductions was a dating site. And we had roughly 25,000 members. And it was acquired probably two years after I started it. Tried to relax again. I, I knew better after five days this time. And the result was this newest thing, Help Reporter. And, and this is, Help Reporter came out, came about, like most things do, simply from necessity. I was working with a bunch of 
reporters always calling me, Peter, who you know? I need someone who knows about this. I need someone who could do that. And it just got to be a pain, constantly looking to find these reporters' sources for them. So I said, well, you know, maybe I can just create a Facebook group and send these things out. People can, can answer that way. And it became very successful in about, you know, two weeks I had about 600 friends in this group. And then I got a note from PR Newswire, a phone call, a threatening phone call. They apparently ran a service that did the same exact thing I did, except they charged, like, roughly five grand a year for it. All of a sudden, here comes some guy who's doing it for free. Didn't, didn't please them as much. Profnet, right? Profnet. Yeah, so for years, Profnet was something expensive that small agencies couldn't afford to subscribe to and clients couldn't afford to subscribe to, couldn't rationalize subscribing to. And it was one of the secret weapons of a PR agency that they would get these leads from reporters looking for experts in stories, right? Correct. And it was a way a large agency, particularly, could position themselves as a value to a client because they'd bring them these leads seemingly mysteriously. Right. But it was because they would pay five or $10,000 a year for Profnet. So Profnet... And all it really was, well, all it really was was just the reporters emailing Profnet and saying, hey, post this. So it just occurred to me, why couldn't reporters email me and say, hey, post this? So the amazing thing about Pero, every day, three, three times a day? Uh, three times a day. So you're sending it three times a day, and it's up to now 20, 30, 40 real solid media business leads. Uh-huh. And the amazing thing about Pero is the other day, one of your queries was looking for some kind of internet expert, and five or six different people emailed me that and said, hey, Jay, you should rep reply to that. <laughs> The thing's absolutely exploding. How many members now? We are, well, thanks to Seth Godin this morning, who mentioned it in his blog, we're now over close to 27,000. We were 25,000 two days ago. We're over 27,000 now. So Seth is like a 2,000. Oh, my day. God. I mean, this, it's beautiful irony. Uh, 12 yeah. years ago, Seth Godin turned me down for a job. Uh, today, he trumpeted Harrow, and I gave me 2,000 members. Thanks, Seth. Well, someone sent a Twitter yesterday, and they said, you know, Peter shouldn't be thanking Seth. Seth should be thanking Peter. Now I <laughs> I understand that tweet. Nice, I reached it. Well, congratulations, <laughs> that's the ultimate. We skipped a small little chapter. You, you wrote a really nice new book. Ah, yes, I did write a book in the middle of all this. It was called, it's called Can We Do That? It's all about outrageous PR stunts, you know, why your company needs them, sort of non-traditional ways of getting noticed by the media. Talk about some great PR stunts. Uh, give people an example of how they should think about developing ideas that really get noticed. Well, one of the things that always interests me about PR stunts all these big agencies that say, oh, you know, we'd, we'd love to go and we'll do a great stunt for you and we'll get you lots of buzz. We'll get you tons of buzz. You know, and I, and I always ask, sit there and go, well, that's, that's good. What you, how exactly is that buzz going to translate into sales? And, and that's like, the, that's like the, the PR person's antichrist. How dare me as a PR person ask about sales? It's not about sales, it's about buzz. Fact of the matter is it's about sales. I don't care how good your PR is. If you're not selling something, your PR sucks. Okay, and the end result is that in, in order to exist in this economy, if you own a business or a company, you have to sell something. That's your job. Okay, how great your buzz is. And so I, I'm one of those, those rare PR people that, that go on the record and say, if you're not inciting good, high-quality sales that come from your PR, I don't care how great the buzz factor might have been. You might have got you on Good Morning America. If it didn't result in increased sales, it was a bad PR move. So if it's a story that isn't about your core product and isn't about the benefits of your core product, well, in terms, of, in terms of creating a stunt, yes. I've worked with companies who need to get exposure because they need to get exposure to VCs, and the VCs will then fund them. That's one thing, and that's fine. But if a company comes to you and says, hey, we're going to do a great stunt for you, and it'll totally raise your brand awareness, you know, it'll cost you $300,000, you 
If you're not getting $600,000 of sales out of that, I'd say it was a waste. Exactly. So I want to get back to Harrow because that's really the thing that's super exploding right now. I just wanted to make sure we covered your book. So who should use it? How should they use it? What do they do? Well, the beauty, the beauty of Help Reporter, and this is, this is really one of the things that I've tried to explain over and over again, is that the beauty of Help Reporter is that it really is for anyone. Help a Reporter is one of those things that anyone in the world can use because everyone is an expert at something. You know, you might be an expert on Family Guy or kite surfing, but you know, your real job might be you're a periodontist. I doubt you're going to pay five grand a year for the occasional kite surfing query. Exactly. But if it's free, why wouldn't you look at it a couple of times a week, a couple of times a day? And now it's getting so big that I think there's a, there's a high likelihood that someone knows someone. It's that's the beauty of it, that, and that's the pure social media play of it, is that, is that I, you know, ProfNet doesn't let you forward. If you're paying for these, ProfNet doesn't let you forward to your friends, relatives, whatever. I've had Harrow queries come in that my mom's been able to answer. Got my grandmother into Self Magazine. You know, it's just wonderful things. And how do you want us to forward it? Because I've been sort of cutting and pasting. The you can forward it any way you want it. I mean, I like it if people say, hey, you know, this is helpreport.com. Why don't you join up? But, you know, forward it to your friends. Tell your friends what you're doing. The only thing I request is that you don't post the posts on blogs because then the email addresses of the reporters get spaminized. That's all. But should, forward it any way you want. You should remind us of that fairly regularly. Yeah, I do. I do. <laughs> okay, but, you know, send it to friends and, and, and send it out there. The fact of the matter is, it, 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 it's a, it's a great lead. I live and in the more you forward it, the more you help the reporter, which, is, of course, is, is the goal. I live in this crazy world with, like, 300 emails coming in a day, so I'm scanning the thing really fast. Yep. But when I have a little bit more time, I, I love the fact that you're, you're putting some of your personality into it. <laughs> you're sort of, you know, I had this horrible workout this morning, or oh, yeah. you know, I've, I've got this terrible meeting today. I hate my cat. My cat just bit me, whatever. Right, I mean, I, the past two weeks, I haven't, I, haven't, I haven't bored you guys with this. The past two weeks, I've had to give my ornery cat a pill twice a day. <laughs> so I'm starting writing the harrow, usually with a Band-Aid. Somewhere, there's a Band-Aid on it's just fun, and I like to be able to communicate with people, and it's great to be able to talk to people on a regular basis. They really enjoy what I have to say. It's a good time. How many people have you kicked off it, and what, what do you get kicked off for? I probably kicked off a handful, probably half a dozen, and they get kicked off for blatantly uh, ignoring the one rule, which is do not spam a journalist. If you have a topic, if you, if you know something about something, and it's on topic, it's what the reporter asks for, respond away. If you don't, and you're just emailing them to talk about totally something entirely different, and it gets back to me, I will bust you for it. And you'll get a warning. If you do it again, you'll get a second warning, and I'll kick you off the list. And if you, if you continue to email the journalist, I will email, I will include your name and your company name in an upcoming Harrow that goes at 26, now 27,000 of your closest friends, telling them why they should not do business with you. People are probably asking themselves the obvious question, how is he making some money on this? Uh -huh. um, you're running some ads in Harrow. Every, morning, every email is sponsored, maybe three to four lines in the morning. On top of the emails, emails brought to you by whoever. Today, I think this morning was a nutritionist uh, who wants to do more TV work. And this afternoon was sponsored by G.S. Schwartz. They're looking for an account supervisor. Great. So it's a nice little revenue stream. Very nice revenue stream. You've got another one coming out. You're doing a webinar. Yep. And I think that's an awesome extension. And, and I'm sure it's going to be subscribed to like crazy, and you're charging a small fee for it. Well, that's the thing. I, you know, I don't need to make a fortune of this. I once saw a great interview with Craig Newmark and of Craigslist. And he said, um, you know, they said, oh, you know, what will you do if the New York Times turns a ton of money at you and, and, and we get sell? And, and he, said, he said, every day Craigslist makes me more than enough money to live. He said, I enjoy what I do. I don't need to charge more than that. I don't need to make more than that. I kind of subscribe to that theory. Yeah, we interviewed Craig on this podcast. And he He's awesome. <laughs> Brilliant stuff. guy. Yeah, very down to earth, really yep. awesome.
tell me about the webinar. It's a great topic, so maybe you can give us a couple of the initial hints that you're going to be sharing. The webinar is all on PR. It's on how to pitch a reporter specifically. How to pitch a reporter in such a way that they will listen to you. How not to, pardon the expression, piss them off. How to talk to them about what, they, what they're interested in and find out the information they're interested in and then give them that information that helps them with their story. Um, I'm doing, I'm co-producing, co I don't know what you call it, with uh, Kevin Dugan. Kevin is a phenomenal uh, publicist who runs the Bad Pitch blog. And between us, we have probably, I don't know, hundreds of reporters that know us and that like us. You know, and that, and, that, and that we call and we say, hey, we're doing this webinar. Can you give us your top five hints? You know, the top five ways to piss you off or the top five ways to make you happy. Top five ways to get coverage from you. And they're coming in. And the reporters are, 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 are saying, yeah, we'll, we'll gladly send that to you, you know, because they realize also that it'll help them. And we're going to talk about pitches that we've used that have worked in the past, pitches that reporters like, pitches that reporters hate. You know, a lot, look, a lot of it's basic common sense, but sometimes that just needs to be repeated a lot. So let's make this real. The one that five or six people sent me was small business online marketing experts. The category is business and finance. The reporter is Doug McIsaac. He's with Entrepreneur Magazine. He's seeking marketing experts who help small businesses market online for a 12-week interview series. I have about half of the spots filled, but I thought I'd try Peter's awesome Arrow service. I'll gladly promote your products and services before, during, and after the call and provide you with a copy of the interview. Maybe coach me and coach everybody a little bit. What's the proper way to reply to something like this? I position myself as a small business marketing expert. What do I do to do it right? You want to be able to hit them in quick bursts, one or two paragraphs. The first paragraph should be who you are. The second paragraph should be why you're perfect for this interview. I am so-and-so. I have been in the Internet space since 1996. The last five companies that I've started and sold have all been about small business on the Internet. Uh, I'm currently doing this, this, and this, and I have been called the master of small business on the internet by Fortune Magazine and P. Diddy. Here's my contact number, here's my cell phone, here's my email, here's my home address, here's my cat's name. Feel free to call me. Perfect. You want to give them as much information as possible on how to get you so you can give them more information. Excellent. So you got to realize it, it's kind of like, you know, when you send out a resume and you get thousands of, you know, the, the, the joke is they'll, they'll look at seven seconds, I think it is. It takes them seven seconds to look per resume. Maybe you have three seconds on a pitch. So you better have those, in those three seconds, you better know exactly what the hell you want to say. So I'm so-and-so, and here's why I'm calling. And yep. And you should always ask if they have time to talk. I don't call. I'm not a big fan of calling. I am a big fan of emailing, knowing that if they want me, they will get back to me. Do you have some amazing success stories? Reporters have gotten these perfect experts, and people have gotten these amazing stories. Peter, I just scored a New York Times here for my client, Rejuvenation, a cool period, authentic lighting company. The president is excited. I look like a hero. Did you ever know you're my hero? You are the wind beneath my wings. No BS. I love you. Sunshine Morrison, Portland, Oregon, Radiance Communications. And then she gave me a link to the, uh, to the article. Forward credit versus debit. Thank you, Peter. Just want to thank you for delivering great queries. I got 75 responses to my query in five minutes. Wow. Are these printed on your wall? Or you just I, I, I keep them in my email when I have a bad day. I look. Peter, thank you so much thousands of times for what you do. I was contacted by the PR guy from Sunlight Financial this morning after posting my press request on your website since June. I've been scouring the trials for employees who are disabled employees for athletes. I've gotten nothing. I was running out of time, and then David Jacobson called with exactly what I needed. I sound like a testimonial, but that's okay. Feel free to use it. You earned it. Why do you do this? What kind of karma do you need? Is this really free? I don't know how you do it. <laughs> it's, you, you live up to your ad. That's almost un-American. Have a great weekend. You made mine. Yvonne Gibbs, freelance journalist. <laughs> Congratulations, that's so proud.
it's fun. It's just it's a really really cool thing to do, and I just you know I'm really I'm really fortunate. Most of the people listening to this podcast are probably trying to promote a website. Uh huh. So how do they make it work for their website? How, how do you apply this to small business internet marketing folks, big business internet marketing folks? We live in a society that is entirely based on what can what can whatever I'm about to do, what can I do for me 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 me. I've just always asked the question of, of what can I do back? What can what can what I do do for for you? You know, I, whatever you do will come back to help you. If you do something nice, it'll come back. You know, but we live in a society that's so me 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 centric that even if you if you just do you a couple of times, it totally changes the entire perspective of uh, the, the the person looks at you and goes, well, that's kind of weird. He doesn't want anything back. That in itself gets you noticed. And if you're actually doing something to help them out, what do you have to lose? It's kind of like the core principles of networking, and I talk about this all the time in building your personal brand. Don't go to a networking event and try and tell people what you do. Go to a networking event and find out why people are there. Are they looking for a job? Are they looking for an employee? Are they looking for business leads? Are they looking for a date? I'll take it a step further. Don't go to a networking event for the, for the sole purpose of networking. Everything you do in your life should be a networking event. You know, the people you meet on a regular basis, you should be thinking, wow, this person's in finance. Huh, I'll keep his card in case I ever uh, know someone like a reporter I could throw his way or a friend who might need him. That sounds cool. It's all about being the ultimate, the penultimate connector. You just want to be that connector. If you become that guy, you know, you're making other people's lives easier. Believe me, that comes back to help you. Yeah, no, it's, it's awesome. The karma is out there. It's great. Well, I have two last questions that I ask everyone on the podcast. The first one is, are there any blogs you're reading, any podcasts you're listening to? What do I listen to? What do I read? Um, in terms of blogs, hang on, let me look at blog lines. How do I read? So blog lines <laughs> is your reader. I know, how sad is that, right? But I love it. It just works, you know? No, no, it's fine, but I just like to explain to people what that means. Oh, yeah, sorry about that. Yeah. It's like a tool that you can you subscribe to blogs, and so you're just looking at your tool yeah. that you've got a whole bunch of blogs that you like, and then you said, hey, I want to get this RSS feed. I want to get this fed to my computer every time there's a new blog post. I mean, there's some I have to read. You know, there's there's Gawker, and there's Curbed, and there's Overheard in New York. You know, the fun ones. I read Seth Godin's blog. I read uh, Shell Horowitz. Shell Holtz is uh, for immediate release is a podcast I listen to. That's a great PR podcast. There's a website called Springwise New Business Ideas, which gives me some ideas. Tech stuff I read in Gadget, Gizmodo, um, the Google Weblog, Phone Scoop, which tells me about the latest phones that they have in Asia that will never come here. New York Times Fashion Style has a really decent blog. There's a wonderful couple of food, great food blogs, A Hamburger Today and Slice, which every time I'm training for a marathon and stuff I can't eat, I look at that and just go, oh. What else? Under mandatory blogs, there's Life Hacker, there's Quotes of the Day. Uh, you know what's really interesting? You can actually put all your Facebook statuses on RSS, which is actually a really great time saver. I can scan that once a day or twice a day or three times a day and, and see if there's anyone interesting doing anything. Interesting, if there are, I can make a note on their, on their wall. Hey, good luck with that or whatever. It's nice for me to stay in touch with people. And the last question, and it's this is a sort of similar question, but are there any sites you're using, any software, any new technology you've discovered, both for business and for fun? The past couple of days, I've been a huge, or past couple of months, I've become a huge fan of something called Cha Cha. And if you, I'm sure you know what that is. The Cha Cha is a no, no, hey, you got, I got to admit it, you got me on one. Really, yeah. Cha Cha.com. You sign up with your cell phone, and you enter your cell phone number, and then basically you call and you leave a, a voicemail to Cha Cha. And it says something along the lines of, you know, I did it a couple weeks ago. I was going to a, a show at the Madison Square Garden Theater, and I had my backpack with me, and I didn't know if they allowed backpacks in. So you call, and you say, hey, it's, uh, I'm, I'm going to um, the Madison Square Garden Theater. Do they allow backpacks, or do I have to stop by my office or my apartment and leave it there because I have it with me? Um, I, what do I do? 
and five minutes later I get a text message back that uh, they do allow backpack, make sure it's a really small, you can keep it under your seat. So they hire people who can who, who actually surf the web and find this stuff out for you. And it's a subscription? Or? No, it's free. It's totally free. I don't know how they make money, but it's probably ads down the road, but it's totally free. It's great. Awesome. Yeah, very cool stuff. That's a great one. Thank you. Peter, th this is great. You're having fun. You're high energy. I want to thank you so much for taking the time today. Any last thoughts for our folks? Just keep having fun. Life's too short. Life is just way too short. If you're not having fun, change whatever it is you're doing. How's that? Perfect. Cool. Well, thank you, sir. Dude, pleasure's mine. Let me know when it goes live. All right, you got it. Have a good weekend. Cheers. Bye-bye. Bye. Well, a big thank you to Peter, and I think you guys know why I wanted to spend some time with him. The, Harrow is, is really, really a mandatory. If you're in marketing, sign up for this email. Go to helpareporterout.com. And it's it, like you're just going to get an email every day, three times a day, full of media leads. And then take a couple of those leads, forward them to friends who can use them. I'm sure you have a friend who's a financial expert. Right now, there's a ton of media opportunities um, to become a media, a media expert for financial opportunities. There's always ones about workout and women and a bunch of personal stuff. And there's a, a number of tremendous business opportunities. And, and what a great way to do a favor for a friend. Send them a link, get them an interview in a national magazine or a national publication, get them a business opportunity, or you know, take advantage of one for yourself. I've got a podcast interview this week where someone posted on Harrow and they're gonna interview us We've also had a couple national media opportunities that we've found areas we could claim some expertise and we've been interviewed by national media. So um, thanks so much, Peter. What a great product. Congratulations. I'm jealous. It's, it's clearly you know one of those, I wish I thought of that. Well, I'd love you to be a part of next week's podcast. Please call our digital recording line. The number is 206-888-6606. Ask a question. You know, give us a suggestion, a tip, what internet marketing tools are you using for personal productivity, for business, for fun? Um, share it with everybody. Our number is 206-888-6606. You can call any time of the day or night. It's a digital recorder, just like an, uh, an old-fashioned phone recorder. And it emails me your message as an MP3 file, and I just drop it on the show. We already played the song of the week, so I'll wrap up here. Have an amazing week, everybody. We'll be back next week with either David Meerman Scott or Michael Port. I'm not sure which, which one we're going to edit up first. We have our second coaching session with Lucas Kufidontis from MarketingRopes.com, the 10 Golden Rules inter intern. And um, that's it for this week. So have a great week, everybody. Thank you for listening to the 10 Golden Rules of Internet Marketing podcast. Please send comments and questions to podcast at 10goldenrules.com. That's podcast at 10goldenrules.com. Or use our call-in line 206-888-6606. This podcast is produced with Castmaster. Ten golden rules for all your internet marketing needs.